Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our second playtest of Cthulhu. We're going to be playing the Bellyache Herd Round the World, some of the Call of Cthulhu scenario. Uh, we're just using those by default because it's sort of kind of same, same. Uh, at some point, one of us will have to write something specifically sort of more geared towards core, but God, until this gets done, I, it's just whatever. <laughs> so. Kevin's going to run this time, uh, so I'm going to kick it over to him, and he can kind of give us the setup, and we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. So as John said, I uh, gave the name, Bellyache Heard Around the World. I'm going to do a quick introduction, kind of setting where you're at and where we're going to go from, and then after that, I'll kick it over to everybody to introduce their characters, and then if the, those characters, anything they want to they want to let everyone else know about their character. And then we'll talk about if there's any kind of relationships between the characters. So the year is 1925 and you are in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, home of the University of Virginia. Um, at the end of the spring training, the New York Yankees were touring Southern cities, making their way back North. They would play exhibition games in cities along the route. In Asheville, North Carolina, Babe Ruth's hard living finally caught up with them. And the winding tracks through the Smoky Mountains from Chattanooga took their toll and caused Ruth to collapse on the train platform. If not for the quick reactions of catcher Steve O'Neill, Ruth would have landed headfirst on the marble floor. The team decided that the babe should head north to New York for recuperation, along with scout, New York scout Harry Higgins, uh, with the next stop being outside the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. The babe's feeling a bit worse for wear, but he also... Uh, kind of feels like he's away from the rest of the team and management and he doesn't want that to uh kind of stop the the lifestyle he's used to and building up the legend around him so he'll be stopping at um the, in charlottesville virginia as i said university town and, and he'll be looking for some locals to uh show him around and show him a good time so let's go over to the characters we'll start with jesse what's your character my character is Josephine Herendon. Uh, he is a rich, spoiled kid whose dad was a uh, an industry-type person who made a lot of money fast. And now he's basically just living off that wealth. All right. Next, let's go to John. Uh, I'm going to be reprising my role as Vinny DiCarlo. He is a, uh, a two-bit criminal. He ran afoul of some folks up in the, the in the New York area, so like he went down a little further south to kind of let things blow over a little bit and uh, maybe not get capped, you know. <laughs> is, that, right. is that Jersey accent? No, that that's that from you... fucking Brooklyn. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody but, in Jersey right. sounds like this. <laughs> Unless maybe you're up on like the oranges. Sometimes you get a lot of crossover with the oranges up there. <laughs> All right, Kurt. I will be playing uh, Dr. Frederick Feldman. I am a used to be world known, well, not let's say widely regarded doctor that uh, was pretty well known and then botched a surgery on the mayor of a certain town that he was living in and uh, didn't lose his license, but um, almost did. And then just kind of his. Life kind of tumbled from there, and now he's kind of this, almost kind of this doctor for hire that kind of does 
things kind of below board. So, all right, it sounds good. Um, so, we chatted a little bit. Do you the relationships between the three characters? Do we want to have that they know each other, or um, so as I said, you're going to be at the train station. There's obviously going to be a lot of people there. Babe Ruth's coming to town, so it's not like. We won't be able to, <laughs> to get everybody together. I think everybody in Charlottesville is actually going to see. But did you guys want to have any – you guys want to be known to each other prior to showing up at the train station? I mean, I think it probably makes it easier, right, just for, for ease of, of story and gameplay. Okay. Uh, since the doctor's kind of the shady and Vinny is also – shady that you know maybe they you know maybe nobody's like super close like i don't feel like Vinny probably knows joe but we both know frederick so like maybe we just all happen to show up together and be like oh hey fuck you're here too no shit <laughs> yeah it makes sense that you know you wouldn't have been calling each other saying hey let's go down everybody's just gonna be there anyway so um yeah, yeah. the fact that then maybe if you guys all see each other in a crowd and kind of just bundle up or you know bunch up together that would probably be that, you know, that would make sense. All right. So train pulls into the station. You know, Charlottesville is a university town, and it is kind of a bit of a tourist destination. So there'll be lots of locals, students, uh, people. So it is spring. I don't know what how, how touristy it would be during that time of the year. But, you know, there are quite a few people going in and out, not just uh, just locals. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of excitement with the great man stopping into the city. So everybody wants to make sure they can get up close, whether it's just to, to take a glimpse at him, uh, grab his attention for their own means, maybe just to you know give him a wave, get an autograph. So the train pulls in, hear lots of cheering, lots of waving, and then uh, the door to the first place, the first class carriage opens, and you'll see uh, Ruth kind of stepping down. And next to him will be a man kind of wearing just a, you know, fedora, gray suit, gray tie, walking down to him. Ruth will come down to the bottom of the steps off the carriage, uh, look out, see everybody uh, screaming and shouting. And, uh, and then he'll start waving and then in a real booming voice, he'll shout, it's great to be here, fellas. Who can show me where to go to get some good grub and something to wet my whistle? And he'll start looking around and the man next to him will kind of step forward and kind of look through to try to keep some of the people away. Ruth will, Ruth will you know, people, if handing out papers and, and pencils to Ruth, he'll uh, grab a few and sign, uh, looking around at the different people and the, the person walking with them will kind of look over to you guys and see you guys ta talking to each other a little bit. He's still probably about 20 feet away or so. Um, so if you see that and you see him kind of directing Ruth towards you, what do you guys feel about that? Hey, is he fucking coming over here? I, I, I got to when I was, I got to see him, you know, at the stadium up, you know, before, uh, you know, because I'm from Brooklyn originally, right? So like, I, did, this is like, did you bring something to sign? He like starts patting his pockets, right? <laughs> Joe, Joe will actually realize that there is now like attention being gathered to them, and he'll just say, oh, "No, get, get away, get away." Get away. And he'll uh I need to practice a southern accent. Man, that was that wasn't even close. That was British. This isn't good. And he'll kind of like make 
put a tiny bit of distance as much as you can between to say to like look like I'm not dealing with these lower people. The riffraff. Yep. <laughs> and he'll just kind of give like a little wave. Be like, uh, pardon me, Mr. Ruth. Over here. Okay, is Frederick doing anything or is he uh <laughs> um even though he's talking to talking, you know, kind of by Joe and Vinny and stuff like that, he kind of turns to uh, he turns to somebody that's kind of next to him. And he goes, oh, American baseball players. I do like them so much. It really it really is a Mr. Ruth. Oh, it's a real life baseball player. I've never thought in my whole life I would ever meet such a such a person. Boy, he's quite rotund. I know. I you know, I thought these—I thought these lads were a little more, have a little more strength than him. But he—I uh, suppose he probably—he probably puts the poundage into the ball, and I appreciate that. So, Ruth will see you guys kind of talking to each other, and he'll—he'll hear, he'll hear Joe kind of motion him over. Uh, he'll talk to the the man walking next to him and kind of head over in your guys' direction. Why don't Doctor Feldman? Why don't you make a medicine roll, and the difficulty level is going to be your doctor. And as you said, Ruth is a bit rotund, so we'll make it a an easy difficult level for a medicine roll. Okay. And what is that through? I can't. I can't remember. It's uh, two, isn't it? What's that? Easy is two, isn't it? Yeah, easy is two. Oh, sorry, I'm, I didn't say that. Yeah, easy is two. My fault. I meant uh, what's what. Uh, Medicine is so brains. medicine's going to be brains. brains. Okay, yeah, yep. so you roll the number of yes. dice yep. that you have. Okay. Yep, I just couldn't remember what medicine would. I had not skill, but whatever it is. Yeah, it's brains. Yep. Uh, actually, that's a seven. Okay, nice. so that's <laughs> that's more. That's a yes, and you've exceeded more than one. So obviously, this would be. I think you get a. Experience you can point. mark this down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you'll look over to Ruth and see that he looks a bit pale. Uh, I was going to say he looks a bit gaunter than usual, but you can't. <laughs> that's really not saying much, especially in this time. You know, I guess spring training was really used to go sweat off everything that you'd picked up over the the winter and the off season. Uh, so it wasn't really a time for practicing or you know honing your skills. It was more about getting in shape. And especially for Ruth, uh, getting in some semblance of shape. But you can tell that, obviously, he's a bit pale. He's lost a bit of weight. But just from the the booming voice and how he's coming over to you guys, it doesn't look like it's anything affecting him too much. And obviously, what Ruth said is he wants to go, uh, go out and have some fun. So it doesn't look like whatever happened to him. Uh, on the way up through Chattanooga seems to be affecting him too much other just other than just visibly a little bit uh in his face and uh a, a baggy bit a shirt being a bit baggier than normal. I would like to as he's sort of walking up to us, you know, people are like pushing and crowding around. I would like to um find somebody that's got a baseball and then pickpocket them like you know kind of like you know move around you know kind of shuffle through and kind of like bump somebody and and snatch the snatch the baseball so i have something to like to get him the sign i would say this is probably not to not to stay in that same zone but this would probably be an easy too i think everybody's kind of distracted at the moment right. so i would say that's a difficult difficulty level two Oof. 
It's a good thing. So that'll be a five total. Okay. So, because uh, you had the plus two on the pickpocketing. Plus two, yep, yep. Okay, so that's a yes and. Oh, sorry, Kurt, I forgot the and part of that. Um, yeah. So, so let's do Kurt real quick with the and, and then we'll mm -hmm. get back to you, John. Uh, so obviously, uh, Dr. Feldman sees Ruth and kind of guesses that, uh, yeah, he's been through, he's been through something medically. And did we say positive the and is up to the GM or is the and up to the player? Either, I mean, either both. I mean, if some like, you know, if Jesse had a, like, oh, you know, like this would be really cool and throw it out. I mean, like any of that stuff's okay. Well, I think of that. Kurt, do you think of any can you think of anything for your hand? We don't kill him. Uh, <laughs> uh let's just say and it doesn't seem he doesn't seem as bad off as he looks. It may be obviously. So what Ruth was shouting out is he's looking to find some people to go and have a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe the and is also on that on maybe on your conscience a bit. Uh, if you do get swept up in the wake of Ruth and go out with them, you're not going to have that much of a guilty conscience if he goes out and starts, you know, drinking thirty beers and eating, you know, fifteen chickens because he doesn't he doesn't seem to be in a position where that would impact him too much. So you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't feel too bad getting, uh, getting, being part of uh, the party of the babe going through town and yeah. having a good time. Yeah. I'm not his doctor. So anything that happens to yeah. him, I'm, I'm <laughs> not you responsible. Care? So <laughs> or if something does happen, you're a doctor and you're there. And this is Babe <laughs> Ruth, true. right? And then, yeah, exactly. I saved the day. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. So over to Vinny. So Vinny, uh, Vinny. So we'll Vinny. say, I mean, you so want to say, yes, I, I find somebody that has a ball and, you know, I'm, I'm able to get it and they don't know it. I mean, you know, pretty simple, pretty straightforward, right? Like, yes. So you got the ball and it actually has Lou Gehrig's signature on it already. So you're just adding to. There you go. Nice. nice. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to oh, say, I was going to say, and you, sl and you get the, the hat, the Yankee hat out of their back pocket too. And you throw it on like all of a sudden you're the biggest fan ever. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Even though you said you're from Brooklyn, you've got the New York accent, so that's going to yeah. draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ruth, Ruth's probably thinking, "Well, I've got, a, I got an easy mark right there, right? He's, he's got right. the accent. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to be on my side anyway." So, okay, so um, Ruth will come over and see you guys. He'll, uh, he'll see Vinny holding the baseball, uh, kind of holding out to him. Ruth will have a big smile on his face, kind of take the baseball, flip it around a bit, and see. Garrig's name on there. He'll stick his hand out. No, not not super officiously, but you know, stick his hand out. And the person next to him, uh, he'll say, "Harry, give me a pen." Yeah, do they have pens in twenty five? I'm assuming they have pens, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Big feather quill. So uh, the the guy who shouts <laughs> is Harry. Will hand him a pen. Uh, he'll Ruth will flip the ball over and see Garrig's name. He'll put his name next to Garrig's name. He looked for a minute whether he was going to write it on the top. He was definitely not going to write it under, but yeah, he'll yeah. sign his name. He'll sign his name right next to Garrig's name and says, telling you, fellow, you better hold on to this ball. This ball. It may be worth a lot in the future. I have a good feeling for uh, what we've got coming together. And I uh, hand oh, you back this the is, ball. This is the best. Th thank you, Mr. Ruth. Like This This is amazing. I, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I, I, I've seen you. Like, this, this is just great. Oh, thank you so much. Brooklyn's not a far trolley ride over to the Bronx. Maybe we can uh, 
turn you over to becoming more of a Yankees fan than the Dodgers fan. Hey, Harry. And you'll see the, the man Harry next to him just kind of giggle and smirk at him. So he'll take all three of you in because I'm assuming Joe's kind of maybe in the middle of you guys. And he saw, obviously, Ruth saw you talking before. He'll look over and say, uh, this guy next to me in the hats, Harry Higgins. He's one of our top scouts. Uh, he uh, didn't have anything involved with uh, bringing me to the Yankees. You know, that was that old trade from the Red Sox. Uh, and you'll hear Higgins under his breath saying, yeah, I can see that uh, not having uh, any good effect for the Red Sox. That was probably a really bad move on their part. Uh, they ain't going to win a World Series for forever, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Ruth, will, Ruth will look over to Vinny and wink and say, that's what they get for getting rid of the Bambino. Hey, put a curse on them. Salt uh, and in the then, SWAT. <laughs> and Higgins will start laughing a bit when he hears that. Uh, and Ruth will say, yeah, Harry was involved in bringing some of the other people together, uh, some of the top guys in our lineup, like uh, Tony Lazari and Mark Koenig. He scouted them and brought them on. He's a really good guy to have around and he's a really good friend of mine. So you'll see that Higgins will look over to you guys and say, obviously Mr. Ruth is in town to recuperate a bit. And when he says recuperate, he kind of slows and slows and drags the word out a little bit. I'm here to make sure he doesn't get in too much trouble. And when Higgins says that Ruth says, uh, I know how to take care of myself and I've got you here to, to keep an eye to make sure it doesn't get too out of control and to make sure that that wallet of yours is open to anybody who needs it wherever we go. <clears throat> and then he'll start laughing, and Higgins will look back to you guys and say, can I assume that the three of you are locals to this area? Oh, uh, why, yes, I am indeed. My, uh, We actually own a little establishment uh, just a few blocks away from here. And then when you say that, Ruth will say establishment as in establishment for uh, – some food and drink or another kind of establishment? Uh, well, uh, of course, we would have uh, food and uh, plenty of of, uh, of sweet tea. And he kind of gives gives Ruth a little bit of a wink. Okay, so you do give him a bit of a wink. Because as, as, as soon as you said sweet tea before the wink, Ruth's face kind of falls a bit. He doesn't look too excited. But once he saw he the wink... Away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next, that was a fun campaign. Move down the wall. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do, Jesse, is I don't mean to uh, horn in on your storytelling, but I had a name of a place, and I can't let this go because it was too good of a Give it. So let's say the name of your place is called The Jake Walk. And underneath, so J-A-K-E-W-A-L-K, The Jake Walk. Yep. And, you know, and under the sign, Best Cold Cuts in Town, underneath. So I guess since it is your your or your family's establishment, you know. So why don't all three of you – actually, no, Jesse wouldn't have to because Jesse would know. So why don't Vinny and Dr. Feldman, I guess, roll a brains when you hear the name Jake Walk? You got a five. Okay. And we would say that would be a DL3 challenging. So you've got a five. I don't know shit. I got a two. And that would be a no, miss by no one. But. No but. Hmm. Okay, so let's go with, with Vinny first. So when you hear the term Jake Walk, you kind of know just from your past experience in the time that you're in, Jake is actually uh, a nickname for Jamaican Ginger. And it was a, 
it was used by bootleggers as kind of a way around prohibition. So it's a, it's kind of like a ginger beer kind of thing. Heavy, uh, heavy consumption of Jake affected the muscles in a person's feet, causing them to have a high step walking gait. So hence the Jake walk. So, mm-hmm. and actually ginger beer is actually pretty popular over here still at this time. So it is, it is a very low alcohol thing. Hence why everybody has to keep drinking lots of it. So I think the name for Joe, either if Joe's establishment or Joe's family's establishment, it's kind of like a subtle slide joke for the name, but that's, that's what the Jake walk is. So you get a yes. And I think, yes. So Vinny has a yes. And maybe I've been there before. Hmm, I'm trying to think of what a good end would be. I think so that if, one makes sense. Well, let's, let's let's say maybe you've been there before because maybe you had a connection for importing some Jamaican ginger, and you may not be. I knew a guy who knew a guy. Yeah, and you, maybe it was more of a business relationship with Joe's establishment um, than like a you know personal kind of thing. That in the past you've helped him uh, when some storms hit and some boats sank coming out of Jamaica. You were able to uh, find a new supply chain to uh, get some Jamaican ginger over to the Jake Walk. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, and then for Kurt, that was a no but, right? Oh, I yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Okay, <laughs> oh, I know exactly what a Jake Walk is. It's it, isn't it? It's so the cold cuts thing. So like meats, right? It's like so Jake is like a turkey, right? And like the Jake does the walk, like the cock of the walk, but with the turkey, and it does its thing, right? Like that's the Jake. That's the Jake Walk. Then he just yeah. slowly turns his head and kind of looks <laughs> Boy. over. It. It's a tough room over here. It's weird. So, obviously, Joe's going to maybe go out, step into the lead. Ruth and Higgins will say, that sounds like a perfect place. Let's head off to the Jake Walk. And, obviously, Ruth's been around the block a few times, so he does – he mimics kind of the uh, the Jake Walk. He starts walking, you know, with moving his legs up and down very quickly and very high, uh, following after Joe. And Higgins kind of shakes his head and – you can hear him whisper over to uh, Ruth, don't exaggerate too much. I'm sure there's press around here. We don't want any more symptoms being added to, to whatever else has been going on the past month or so. Don't give him anything else to report. And Could, you know, could Joe, with his possibly recognize that Ruth is having a hard time getting around? I think so. Brains? Yeah, brains. Because I don't think you have any skills necessarily around that. But yeah, because you no. do like a... Straight brains rule. So difficulty level three. Boom. That's a one and a six. Good start for the night. Okay. <laughs> so Alpha and Omega. Right. <laughs> a yes and. Uh, so independently, so obviously Dr. Feldman did his own investigation or quick uh, diagnosis, and he seemed yeah. to think to himself, I'm assuming, Kurt, that was just you eyeing him up when he was coming over. You didn't share that with the other, hmm. the other guys around you. Nope. He looks so you've you've seen pictures of Ruth in the paper before. Mm-hmm. Um, not that a black and white picture would show you, but he looks a little he looks a little wan and you know he looks yeah. a little pale. He looks uh, a lot paler than this this uh, newspaper I saw. <laughs> right. photo of him, yeah. <laughs> Maybe like um you know he I've while I I Joe doesn't partake himself, he has in being around the establishment seen people with a similar gait and style 
So he can kind of to you it looks like Ruth's just exaggerating. So he's having a bit of fun. He knows yeah. he's he's seen mm. lots of people with the Jake walk. Um, yeah. I guess he tends to be a bit more of just a, a beer and spirits kind of man, but mm, right. I think he's just showing off a bit and you know being a bit silly doing that. Mm-hmm. But we'll also say, yeah, health-wise, he looks like he's a bit run down or whatever. Okay. As you, as you know, I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are. I guess there's really not that many other sports to enthrall people <laughs> at the time, but I'm sure you've heard. Um, I live in America. Yeah, Yeah, so you kind of know spring training, like I said, is for trying to get back on get get back right, on the yeah. horse get back on the wagon. So it's not surprising that, you know, it's early in spring and uh, Roos being sent home early from spring training. So obviously mm-hmm. all his calisthenics hasn't been completely <laughs> done, but it, you know, from a health standpoint, he looks fine, but there is a kind mm-hmm. of niggling thing in the back of your mind saying, okay, mm-hmm. he looks all right, but not maybe all right. hundred right, percent. Yeah. But yeah, Ruth's while he's walking down the street, following you, he's belting out, I didn't get a chance to Google some of the, I was going to say camp town races. So he's, 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 <laughs> he's belting out some of the standards of the time, you know, yeah. singing. Um, as the three of you and Higgins and Ruth are walking away from the train station, you know, people are still following you, mm-hmm. but they're kind of drifting back a little bit. And whenever Ruth, Ruth starts singing, you know, everyone else just starts singing behind, but obviously your party's kind of separating from, from everyone else as you're walking over to, over to the Jake walk. Mm-hmm. Well, I was actually I was I was gonna uh, suggest that uh, that perhaps I was like ah uh, I I do reckon, sir. Uh, perhaps in, instead of taking our worrying our feet about the little walk, uh, I have a nice little F twenty five over here that we might be able to just hop in in and uh, shorten our trip a little bit. So Higgins and Ruth will look over and. Uh... Ruth will say, taking a nice walk really builds up the thirst and the appetite, but, uh, and he slaps his belly. I wouldn't say no to uh, getting us quicker to finding that that drink and that food. Uh, I think I've done enough, enough exercise in the past couple months that um, I can relax a little bit. And Higgins just kind of shakes his head and looks at you and says, yeah, if, if, if it speeds up the time for uh, Mr. Ruth to go and uh, slate his thirst – slake his thirst then please lead the way and you know he'll stick his arm out and uh they'll both follow you to the f25 sounds good can i make a i would like to make a streetwise okay it would be a streetwise maybe more of an awareness i guess just to take a look around at the cloud at the crowd because he's always you know kind of a little paranoid anyway and babe is here you know, so mm-hmm. any any like high profile people here, you know, somebody might be trying to, you know, muscle in or. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just kind of on the lookout. OK, let's do that as a DL3 then. OK, and uh, that's brains is awareness, right? Yes. Uh, pair of fives. OK, so that's a yes and. Uh, so you'll you'll look around, and so I've got an and John, and then let me know if you have one. So you look around behind. As I said, you've kind of separated a bit. There's nobody really, nobody really jumps out at you in your line of work that you need to keep an eye on. You know, there's some, you know, there's some housewives that have brought their sons down and are waving. Uh, there's not that much press here. Uh, 
there may be like the local, you know, the local newspaper, and you see the big flash of the camera and all that kind of stuff. But it's not like there's any kind of big, huge national or big city newspapers around. You can't travel that quick. The news of what happened to Ruth kind of filtered back everywhere. But it's not like, you know, the New York Times or I'm trying to think some of the old names of the newspapers. Anybody from, you know, the big cities has come down. Press, it's just kind of local stuff. So the end will be uh, Higgins will kind of look over to you. And he's kind of picked up a vibe. He's not being stereotypical. You know, he's not from New York, but he's been in New York kind of a while. I guess the, he would say it's the cut of your jib, right? So mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of knows, he kind of gets a feeling for Vinny. So he'll just kind of whisper to Vinny, if you wouldn't mind, and he'll put his hand out real quick, uh, Harry Higgins. Oh, uh, Vinny, uh, how's it going? Uh, very good. Uh, it doesn't look like there's anybody out here we have to uh, worry about, just some moms with sons and... You know the local the local weekly newspaper and he kind of rolls his eyes a bit but if you wouldn't mind you know just maybe keep your eyes peeled every once in a while to make sure uh no prying eyes get too close but don't be overzealous you know we want to make sure mr ruth has a bit of fun we also don't want that fun to uh be spoiled by lucky lose or people that don't want to have some fun with us okay well you're not expecting any trouble right i mean no not at all uh it's just uh, Mr. Ruth's been uh, in trouble a few times with the team for his various activities. Uh, so the less the less news of those activities outside of you know, maybe uh, swatting a few home runs, you know, it's better to keep that under wraps. As I said, don't be don't be too overt about it. But I'm sure you can be able to pick out who. Uh, who would fit in with our little cadre as opposed to people who are just trying to get in to uh, get some gossip or uh, maybe uh, do something to uh, not make the babe feel too good. We're trying to lift his spirits, get, keep him happy, keep him upbeat. We have a big season coming up. You got it, boss. And he slides his finger down the side of his nose and, you know, points at him. Okay. And then so Higgins will, uh, say, you know, say sounds good. And he'll turn back and, you know, head over to, this is really ignorant, right? I'm assuming the F-25 is like a big old sedan, right, Jesse? Uh, yeah, it's like a four-door version of the Model T, basically. Okay. So, yeah, he'll uh, he'll, he'll kind of he'll kind of scoot back away from Vinny. Vinny's on Overwatch behind you guys, checking out the <laughs> checking out the field of fire. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's bringing up the rear. Um, yeah, so everybody heads kind of heads over towards the car. I'm assuming Joe, you're going to drive, right? Because it's your. Oh car. no, I have I have a driver. Oh, you have a driver. Okay, so there is. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking? People are going to drive themselves. What kind of world is this? So Vinny's on the runner board, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think where would Ruth sit. So Higgins will get in the front seat. Um, he'll look he'll look over to to Joe and say, "We don't want the man sitting up front with the driver. It might distract them a bit." Yeah. Uh, Last thing we want to do is <laughs> crash from excitement before we even get uh, any food into my big friend's uh, food and drink into my big friend's hands. Uh, he's he's getting a bit antsy. He's a bit hungry. So, yeah, the quicker we can get there, the better. So Higgins will slide kind of into the front seat. Vinny will open the door for Ruth to get in. <laughs> and Ruth will do the big presidential waving before he backs. And then he'll do like the back end of the seat and sit down. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. this car has room for everybody, right? 
Yeah, let's <laughs> say guessing. it does. Well, we'll say, uh, again, Vinny, Vinny could jump on a runner board. I, I'm assuming the three of them could probably fit in the back. Four in the might back. be tight. Yeah. But so Higgins is up front, and that would leave Frederick and Joe and the babe in the back seat. Yep, yep. All right. And, and every time the camera flashes, he just kind of like turns, you know, like puts a hand up or kind of like pulls his, his jacket up or whatever. Like the last thing he needs is for somebody in New York to see pictures of him with the paper. <laughs> I think you're safe for the minute unless that goes out to the any of the wire services. So this is the uh, the yeah. Charlottesville Daily Weekly Gazette or whatever, you know, local local hometown paper. Yeah. And, and the student newspaper. There's a stu- obviously there's probably a student newspaper out there also. Yeah. Could Fred I make like a stealth? Would that be like I don't I don't even know what that would be. Just to like So the, I guess we'll make it that you're you, eat, yeah, go ahead, let's roll it. I got I got an idea for that. While he's rolling, uh, Frederick does the opposite. Anytime he see there's flashbulbs, he like tries to put his face like as close to Ruth as possible, like Sticky almost like a photo bomb. Yeah. So like, I got a four. Okay, so did stealth? I don't have like you could roll for any skill. I don't. I don't have it. Let's just say that was a challenging. So let's do this. So that's a yes and right. Uh, if it was a three, exceed I guess. By one. No, exceed yep. by one as you now proceed. Okay. So, yep, you've yep. so you've got it. You're, um, every time you see a flash, it's the old paparazzi. You know, you're holding up your hand, kind of blocking blocking it. And, you know, so you're you're making sure you don't get your picture taken. Mm-hmm. But obviously. Or just Ruth's, like duck behind Babe or something exactly. like that. Or Yeah. So obviously Ruth's, Ruth's kind of hamming it up, sticking his face on the window. And then obviously Frederick's right next to him. You know, Ruth's used to getting his picture taken. He's not too he's not too fussed about trying to keep himself hidden. Higgins doesn't seem to be too upset. Also, you know, it's he's been around Ruth. So I, I guess so. Higgins is the scout for the team, and I guess he's been kind of the unofficial babysitter for Ruth. So he kind of follows him around and tries to keep him out of as much trouble as he can. Um, the team didn't want to officially, you know, put security around him or anything like that. They know what Ruth gets up to, but I guess from the team standpoint, if this guy keeps an eye on Ruth, but he's also a baseball guy, right? So he's part of the organization. So it's not too completely out of out of character that this guy would be following Ruth around. So it doesn't look like he's got like a – they don't want to make it as obvious to everyone around that, you know, they're trying to put a leash on Ruth. So Higgins has been with Ruth for kind of a while, but he is also a baseball guy. He's just not, you know, some kind of security guard they hide for him. So he understands Ruth, you know, gurning for the cameras, making faces and waving. Um, so the good thing will be that Vinny doesn't get pictures taken, but but Ruth and Frederick get their picture taken quite a bit. So that's quite, that's quite fine by Ruth and Higgins. They're all right with that. Sweet. Okay. How far away is this place? Mr. Joe, uh, I said a few, so probably I'd say four or five blocks, so okay. not a huge distance. Okay, so you guys pull up to the restaurant once once you kind of get away from the crowd. Um, then he sees there's not too many people. Obviously, they are all running down the street waving. A few snaps got taken by the local paper and the student paper uh, with Vinny with Vinny blurred out in. Uh, with his hand or holding his coat up. So he's, he's, he feels good about that. And he feels good that, you know, Ruth got his picture taken in a few. So he's happy with that. When you guys get to the Jake walk, everybody hops out of the car, you know, during the trip over, obviously not that long of a trip, but 
Ruth is rubbing his hands, looking over to Joe, saying, hopefully you'll have uh, have some good grub for me and uh, some stuff to chase that grub down. Uh, it's been a it's been a long couple months down in Florida. Yeah, Florida. I guess Probably. it would be. Yeah, I'm trying to think because because uh, some you know during that time there they used to do spring training in Cuba and Puerto Rico, but we'll just make it easy and say they were down in Florida. Um, it's been hot and muggy down in Florida, and uh, hasn't been as easy to find uh, very friendly establishments. Hey, and he'll kind of elbow Joe a bit when he says friendly establishments. Well, unfortunately, I cannot guarantee that the weather is going to be any better up here. But at the very least, hopefully, the uh, the food and beverages will treat you a little more kindly. And then you'll see Ruth clap his hands, and uh, once once he claps his hands and says, "Sounds good to me, friend." You know, Higgins will kind of nod his head, just okay. Well, to himself, probably thinking, "Yeah, okay, that's good." Uh, he won't be too grumpy good. right off the bat. They got some really good roast beef here. You get it with, with the horseradish on there, a little little mustard maybe. It's really, really good. So, yeah, Vinny's in yelling through the window a bit. <laughs> he got this up in the car. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's, is, uh, as soon as Vinny says that, Ruth starts, you know, smacking his belly uh, and says, hurry up, let's get this car parked and let's get in and have a bit of fun. You'll walk in. What is your relationship to the people working there, Joe? Um, he, he is, I mean, he, so we don't actually own the restaurant. We're just like major contributors to it. Like we own a decent portion of it, you know, so we've dumped funds into these. So we're kind of, so he, I assume maybe like his father was treated well there, but I'm the rich kid who expects a lot of good treatment. So I probably get treatment, but I also probably get like spit in my drinks and my like my food dropped on the floor a couple of times. So okay, so let's do it this way. So when you walk in, um, there'll be kind of a bartender. Uh, there'll be not really maitre d. That's the wrong word, but there'll be kind of like the floor manager, right? He'll be he'll be at the end of the bar. There'll be a bartender. Um, there'll be a few tables of regulars when you walk in okay what would be awareness what did we say that was brains for awareness right mm. yep okay so once you guys walk in the door obviously joe comes in first higgins will be behind you Vinny's opened the door for the babe white suit bolo tie pointing <laughs> at everybody <laughs> the looks you get back are a bit yep that's gonna leave Higgins to make a roll. So um <laughs> so he opens the door for the babe, you know, kind of does a big flourish of opening door for him. Frederick will try to get out the same time as the babe, and they'll both kind of try to squeeze out for a minute, and the babe will hop out, and then he'll actually turn around and stick his hand out to Frederick and say, Let's go, friend. You seem as excited as me to get in and have some refreshment. And he'll kind of yank Frederick out. How big is Frederick? Uh, we'll just say he's a just a wiry, a wiry middle-aged man. Yeah, and he just like he's basically just kind of like like an adult carrying a toddler out, of, pulling a toddler <laughs> out of a car. And he's just going, "Whoa, boy, you have quite the strength for the size of you. Holy Toledo." And so the babe will 
tilt his head back and start laughing. He'll throw his shoulder around Dr. Feldman and say, that don't sound like any kind of accent I've ever heard before. Are you from Long Island? Maybe Utica? That's it. You've got it spot on. And then he he just throws his head back himself and has a has a good laugh. <laughs> so they'll they'll start walking into towards the front door. Uh, Higgins and Joe are already inside. Vinny's Vinny's in the back, looking around a bit. Um. So Jesse, I'm assuming the driver. What would the driver do? Would he be staying in the car or would he be coming in with you? Guys? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd, we'd get out curbside and then he'd kind of pull the car around to wherever magical place he parks it <laughs> until I'm mystically ready to come out, at which point Pop- he will read my mind to do so. Pocket and, dimension. Yeah. And he will reappear in, in the curb. Okay. So... Higgins will see Joe walking in, uh, giving everybody finger guns. Uh, he'll see kind of like the, what did I say, like the floor manager. I'm trying to think of the right word. But the bartender and the, I guess maybe the the guy running the restaurant. Let's say he's the owner. Um, you know, Joe's family put money in, but the owner's in. They kind of give a, a look to Joe. Not, not a super, well, here's one of our great regular customers, but kind of, a, oh, here's one of the regulars or here's that guy again and let's see if harry notices that okay so harry rolls a six so i would say that's a yes and so what harry will look over and say the bartender and the uh the guy standing over there don't seem too pleased to see you coming in today but they ain't yankees fans i could tell you that (laughs) what would they be if they're in Virginia. There's nobody. It's not like even because I know now, before, before the Nationals and the Orioles, a lot. Oh, I guess maybe it would be Orioles then, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe okay. it might be the closest. That's why I'm I just to, said they weren't Yankees fans because I couldn't think of what to put. Yeah, I'm them. trying to think what the I'm trying with was. Um, yeah, so you know Higgins looks over, and here's uh, here's when he says that so everybody should be Yankees fans, and Ruth says I'm going to make the world Yankees fans and sticks his arms up in the air. And does like a fake swing. Um, so Joe, after Higgins says they don't seem to be too happy to see you here, uh, he's like, "Oh, I just reckon that they're uh, a little bit lonely, is all. You know, I haven't been able to make my way around here so often with all the, you know, business that we have going on, and uh, I'm sure they're just a little, a uh, little jealous that I've had so much going on, is all." Higgins will walk over to the owner uh you'll hear him kind of talking a bit and it's going on a bit longer than anybody's expecting babe's getting a bit antsy uh so you'll hear babe shout harry why don't you pull out that magic wallet and get this thing moving i'm not getting any younger and i'm getting too thin i'll uh i'll walk over to the to the mc and uh, I'll I'll take off. He's wearing like one of those like straw boater hats. Boater hats. <laughs> yeah. And I'll take that off and be like, uh, pardon me, but I believe that you have forgotten to seat my myself and my friends here. He'll look over to Mister Herndon. Uh, we will uh, we will get everything, and then he'll kind of look to you and kind of look back to Babe, and then look to you and look to Babe. And then all of a sudden, you know, he'll see Harry pull his wallet out a bit. And then he'll say, 
right away, right away. And his eyes are a bit wide and he'll go over and start pointing to some of the wait staff to pull tables together. And he'll go over and try to start shooing out some of the regulars, again, trying to get them towards the front door. And then Higgins shouts, no, no, let the locals stay. The more the merrier. The babe wants to have a bit of fun and it's no fun if we don't have some more of the local flavor here. Um, and so Ruth will scream, you know, or not scream, Ruth will shout, let them stay, let them stay. Rounds are on me. And as soon as he says I, that, Harry kind of shakes yeah. his head a bit. And uh, as, as that happens, so when, when Harry yells that out, Joe is right in the process of saying, you get these ruffians out of here. I don't want, <laughs> yes. and then as soon as he says that, oh yes, of course, of course, everyone's going to be, st- I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> okay. So, um, so the, the MC will start trying to push people towards the door and then they'll start bringing them back again. All the tables are getting pushed together. Ruth will kind of sit down at one of the heads of the table, at the head of the table. He'll grab, he'll grab Frederick and uh, how can I play this? So my friend from Utica, uh, tell me, what do you do? Uh, what's your, uh, what's your favorite pr- profession? Well, I'm, it's a long story, but uh, I'm just a uh, just a humble physician. So Ruth will look over and say, you know what? I want you sitting next to me. But of I course. You, I don't know if you've read the papers recently, but I had a bit of uh, a bit of upset on the way up here. Uh, yeah, I've heard you had a bit, a bit of a spill, but you look you would you look you don't look quite you don't look as bad as I think as I thought you would have. <laughs> He'll say the camera adds ten pounds, and in my case. I have lots of cameras taking my picture, so picture. I always get made fun of my accent for saying, well, I have lots of cameras taking my picture, so lots of pounds get added by that. Well, I wasn't talking about the poundage. I was I was merely referring to the sweating. You do a lot of sweating, you know. <laughs> That's what spring training's for, remembering how to sweat. And uh, That is true. We are in the South. <laughs> he'll 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 pull out a chair for Frederick to sit down and look over to Harry and say don't worry, Harry, you don't have to keep an eye on me. I got a doc sitting next to me. He'll keep an eye on me to make sure I don't go too overboard. And, you know, Higgins will kind of shake his head as he's, you know, bringing the, the some of the, the the regulars back in around the table. So Ruth will be at the head of the table. Frederick will be sitting next to him. We'll say Vinny's kind of at the other end of the table, he's down near the door, right? So he's sitting down, Probably, keeping an eye yeah. on the front door. Um, he just he leans over the table and he's like, "Yeah, Freddie's a pretty good guy. He cut this thing off my fucking arm. It was gross. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was like this lumpy thing." And he's just like holding his arm up and like poking at it. Okay, Vinny, I don't think we need to talk about that before we're about to eat. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah yeah you're Fuck right. Emma. I was just saying like because the day was it was all yeah yeah he, he's, yes, I he's know. good. I know you called it the sewer rat, and I got rid of it. But uh, let's let's go to some more like uh, not as disgusting details about things. Right, you right, you right, and he like does the lock thing and kind of like throw you know <laughs> fake throws the key over his shoulder. So once you guys are done that discussion, Ruth kind of shakes his head and laughs. Uh, I did mention some of you guys say eat. How about getting some eats in here? And he'll shout and. Um, and then uh, Frederick goes, "Yes, yes, sustenance for this young man." And then he kind of like gives him a, like a little nudge or whatever. And then Ruth gives you a bit of a nudge back. So 
there's a whole bunch of elbowing going on between these two guys. <laughs> they're, they're living it up. So, Joe, I'm guessing from your personality and who you are, not that you're going to want to be overseeing everything, right? But I'm assuming you'll be hovering around a bit. You know, you're pretending like this oh, is your yeah. place, right? So I'm guessing. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's trying to order around the wait staff and tell everyone what to do and if there's if there's any photo opportunities, he's also trying to make he doesn't want to be front and center cuz that's kind of too narcissistic. So, but he wants to make sure he's at least in the background. And so lots of snapping of fingers and pointing and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. And people shrugging cuz they have no idea what that means and just doing whatever they're going to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, you just you're, you're you're marshalling people around and yeah. They pointing to random people. I just want to look like I know what I'm doing. You're, what you're doing something and then so then every time they so the bartender and the wait staff kind of looks at you and then they look at the MC and he's kind of got like this resigned look on his face cuz he knows no. you guys are a big investor so he can't be too shitty to you. Exactly. Guys. And they're used to it. Yeah, he brings he brings people into this place like at least once a month, and this game plays out every single time. So, <laughs> okay, so he'll he'll be used to that, and he'll have a kind of resigned look. So he'll he'll be pointing back to people in the kitchen. So everybody's set. Everybody's set. I'm Vinny's down. I'm I'm assuming you know near the front or near the door maybe talking to a couple of the regulars that are there. Frederick and Babe are talking a bit. Frederick's telling them, you know, how to eat, eat more, eat more red meat. That'll get some more iron and iron into you and get that piler out of your face and getting those humors going. Hot dogs may not be red meat, but you know, that's always a good thing to get going. So the babe, <laughs> the babe's quite happy with some of the, some of the diagnoses from, from Dr. Feldman there'll be what did you say roast beef is that what you said john yeah, um yeah so it's kind of like lunchtime so it won't be like like roast beef like a like a roast dinner or anything but there'll be roast beef sandwiches. Like a sandwich exactly so there'll nice be some roast beef sandwiches coming up. yeah exactly mm. but we'll, we'll see oh. we'll see what your we'll see what your verdict is on that right Vinny? so uh, all this <laughs> is making me hungry by the way i've had supper but i'm starving <laughs> i'm gonna be eating at midnight i'm gonna be like ah i'm gonna give me um, so yeah so roast beef sandwiches all around big bowl of horseradish in the middle and uh the mc will go behind the bar we did say mc right is that what we said jesse we're calling him yes. the mc yeah. um behind the bar having the bartender bring out some bottles of sodas some grape knee high all that kind of good stuff maybe some root well, it's got cokes in 25 right yeah i was gonna say yeah so, coke. sodas i'm, I'm assuming because it's sodas in virginia not pop so some sodas are out uh 25 oh. they probably still have cocaine in them <laughs> <laughs> all i'll take two <laughs> exactly right <laughs> double fisting it yeah. um so everybody jumps in and starts eating uh what does Vinny feel about the uh, the deli so uh, the the deliness of these roast beef sandwiches? I wonder if I should make a roll. I think he digs it, right? Like I said, I think he's been here before, and uh, yeah. you know it's 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 not like too bad of a price. You know, it's nice nice thin slices. Put some cheddar on there with some horseradish. That's that's yeah, good. A little anjou it maybe. It may not be Katz's deli, but it's it's close enough, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's no. close enough you're going to get down here. How how regular is Vinny? Because I'm wondering uh, if he's actually had an effect on how 
they've made these sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> New York like style. they started. Yep. They started with like super thick cuts on like Texas toast style bread. Right. <laughs> have a, have yeah. them do a charm roll. I mean, come on. Ooh, that's, that's there we go. These stats are four. All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, maybe I gave him a fast talk. I'd be like, no, no, no. See, what you you guys, you're doing it all wrong, right? Like, so what you got to do is you got to get these rolls, right? You get the rolls and you cut them, but you don't cut them all the way through, right? You cut them so you leave them like they're split. You know what I'm saying? And then and then you cut it real thin. You, you cut them thin, so thin. It's like paper. It's almost like paper. You know what I mean? You put it in there. You put a little bit of the Anjou in there maybe, and, and you, you get some cheddar and, and maybe like you, maybe some onions, maybe sometimes. I'm I'm not a fan of the onions myself, but some people like it. Oh, so good! Oh, so good. DL four, uh, seven. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say so the the reason DL four was you've got this fast talking New Yorker talking to these Southerners about how to cook. So there's a bit of that that regional rivalry kind of thing, but I think you pretty much nailed it. That you're gonna be like the head chef. (laughs) You're gonna be the sous chef. so let's do a yes and. So they name I've it got, the New Yorker. I was gonna say, I was gonna say there are yeah, <laughs> there we go. The, yep. Called the Vinny, right? Um yep. Vinny's got some sandwiches named after him. So <laughs> everybody, everybody is quite happy. So obviously, I'm sure the babe and Higgins have had quite a few of uh quite a few New York meals over the years. So babe, the babe will look over to Joe. And say, because I, I think you did tell him, right? That, that you did say, like, this is my establishment or something yeah. similar to that thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, he'll look over and say, my compliments to the chef. Thank you. He you're def- welcome. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> oh, brought not us me. Good no, no, I'm so, not me. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> it is, the, it is the, the, the New Yorker, the Vinny. It is, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's everything I could have expected not being in New York. I'm quite happy with the sandwich and babe's kind of waving it around. You um, can't get a good bagel down here though. I'm just telling you like <laughs> the sandwich is good, but you know, bagels, forget it. You can't, it's just, there's nothing, mm, nothing like it. Well, you know, the, we, uh, we pride ourselves on our, our universal meals down here. You know, you'll be able to find something from, from down south, from the chicken and waffles to uh, all the way to the west, with uh, whatever whatever they got over there, avocado toast and uh, and such. <laughs> so the um, you know that prevalent thing in the west in the 1920s, avocado toast. <laughs> I'm sure there are millennials in in 1925. Right. Yeah. What else do they have over yeah. in the West? Yeah. I don't Who know. Knows? Sushi Who wasn't knows? a thing yet. Yeah. I can't pick on you. Anybody asked me a doctor question, a physician type question, I'm just bullshitting, but <laughs> bullshitting everything anyway. So, so the, 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 the MC will look over to the, or the bartender will look to the MC and kind of ask him question, like, bagels. And the MC will look back to the bartender and say, did Hernan just say our, did he say our, <laughs> oh, you are our, and they're both kind of shaking their head. Everybody starts eating. The babes regaling everybody with tales of some of the fine delis he's been into. He looks over to Frederick and says, "I'm telling you, Doc, this sandwich isn't too far away from what I expect in New York." That Vinny guy, he did a really good job with um, 
um, getting them to prepare this the right way. That's beautiful. It makes me it makes me feel like I've had the experience of being in New York. I mean, it's you. It's the babe, and then the sandwich. Oh, <laughs> babe will finish off his uh, his soda and kind of tip it upside down and look over to Higgins and kind of give Higgins a look. Higgins will walk over to the MC uh, and the bartender who are still, they're kind of mad at Joe for the, the whole hour comment and the bartender still wondering, wondering what a bagel is. And uh, Higgins will say, uh, looks like the babe's finished his, uh, his fizzy water stuff. We've got anything a bit stronger for him. And I'm sure Joe's kind of hovering around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, pardon me. Uh, why we have a round of the uh, the sweet teas in the special glasses? They'll kind of like wink. give them a wink. The MC will look over, kind of the bartender, and kind of shake his head, yes, exasperatedly. The MC doesn't want to make Joe too upset, right? Because there's you know financing coming in, but and as you said, he's been through this before. So the 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 bartender will kind of walk back towards uh, the back of the building. You'll see, you know, a couple signs up on the wall, men's and ladies, gents and ladies, say gents and ladies. He'll walk into the men's room. The MC will kind of walk to the front of the door, the front of the restaurant behind Vinny and uh, flip the sign on the door to closed. So it says closed outside. You know, there's you guys there. There's probably you know, three or four regulars that are sitting around the table. Everybody's having a good time. The restaurant is now closed, and from the back, you can hear, or can you hear? Let's see. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> pops in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my darling. I think Hello, I've got something in my bag. Vinny, you're a bit further away, but you see someone come from a bit further back in the building, you know, you saw the bartender go into the men's room. Then you see somebody kind of walk in with the big crowbar and walks into the men's room. So if I don't have to roll to see it, so if I just see it. Yeah, you see it. He, he, he just cocks trying to his think head. About what's going on. Yeah, and he's like, ah, hold, hold on, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right back. Because I assume he's talking to like, you know, two guys or whatever that are sitting there that maybe he's had, you know, like coffee with before or whatever. Mm. And he and he goes over to. Uh, so he goes to Higgins. Right. So like and he kind of like gets, you know, sort of like behind him and, you know, sort of whispers in his ear and he says, uh, I think we might have some of that trouble that you was talking about. Uh, Higgins will kind of look back to where Vinny's looking and say, if you can do me a favor, just pop back real quick. It looks like everybody went into the men's room, right? Just say you've got to go and uh, got to hop into the gents for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll be right back. And he like he puts a hand on on Fred Frederick's shoulder, and he says, uh, "I I I gotta hit the head. I'll be back in a minute. Just uh, like keep your eyes open and whatever and stuff." <laughs> and like and then like squeezes his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives uh, them a nice, nice hearty massage. <laughs> Get some thumbs in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fr- uh, Frederick doesn't uh, isn't isn't a dumb guy by any means. So he kind of 
he kind of does the thing where he kind of like starts to kind of squirm away from it. Like, why are you doing this to me? Kind of thing. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, I, w- I shall keep my eyes peeled. Uh, and then I make my way over to the bathroom. Can I make an awareness to like, can I hear anything? Like, does anything sound weird? Like I'll, I'll get up to the door and like pause for a minute before I push it open. Yep. So what we'll do is, so you've gone to the back, the, um, the MC went to the front and kind of, we'll say he was walking up to go flip the clothes sign when you were walking back to talk to Higgins. And while you're walking away from Frederick, you hear the babe kind of lean over to him and say, Hey doc, this, um, this horseradish sauce, this clean as this cleans out the sinuses. This is good for you, isn't it? And it kind of has a big spoon in it and it's, it's, it's good <laughs> for your health. It livens up the blood. And he says, yeah, well, it will, it will definitely clean out your sinuses. That's for sure. But Watch it on the old tum-tum. It may give you a little bit of indigestion. And then Babe will reach over to one of the regulars sitting next to him and see that he hasn't really finished the other half of his sandwich. And he'll look back to uh, Frederick and say, don't worry, Doc, I'll put some more roast beef on it. That'll soak up all that all that horseradish and just start eating. <laughs> he kind of laughs and he's just kind of, yep, that will do it. Uh, so Vinny goes walking back. So did you did you make a roll? Oh, yeah, I was asking a, if I can. Yeah, yeah awareness or streetwise. Uh, oh yeah, I'll take streetwise. Oh, uh, that'll be a seven. Jeez, oh man, everybody's killing it. So, what we'll say is, so you would think normally, if someone was walking somewhere with a crowbar, you can't make that too quiet. So you're not too worried about it. And if you don't have an and, I will. I have an and if you don't have one. So my thought would be that he stops and listens, I guess, if he doesn't hear anything. Yeah. And he's able to, like, get the door open without immediately being seen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets to, you know, push the door. It doesn't creak or anything, and he gets a look inside. Okay. And I'll add that a bit with the – so Vinny is in a certain kind of a business, right? He he He's part of a certain kind of – a certain industry and yeah if people are walking around with crowbars you would expect a bit more so Vinny kind of has an inkling of okay they walked back to a, a secluded room and they've got a crowbar there's wood wood floorboards everywhere right and they're in an establishment so when Vinny pokes his head in he's not surprised to see that they're lifting up the floorboards and underneath the floorboards is kind of where they're uh <laughs> where their where their other uh, sweet tea is stored, uh, the, the floorboards t- to Vinny's eye they come up quite easier than you would normally expect, you know. So you know, Vinny's in Vinny's in construction maybe a little bit, so he's been around and he understands <laughs> that you know lifting up floorboards is, shouldn't be that easy. So there's a bit of Vinny that says, "Okay, we're a bit safe now," and then um, you know. He'll kind of peek his head in. There's a little bit of noise when they're sh- they're they're shifting stuff around and laying the floorboards back down, so they don't hear Vinny looking in. But then the MC will come back, and I guess he wouldn't be too upset with Vinny, right? Because Vinny's done a bit of work for you guys before. But he'll come back, and it, let's say he knows you. I don't know, you know, he knows Vinny, right? Because you named the sandwich and all that kind of stuff, and you're a regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The MC will kind of come shuffling back, not running but it'll kind of come shuffling back and say, 
damn it, Vinny. I gotta find a new place to hide that stuff now. Um, <laughs> like a, it's it's like Vinny tur- like lets the door close and he like turns around and bumps into him. He's like, oh shit, oh hey, ha <laughs> whoa, it's a uh, woo. You gave me a little bit of a little palpitation there. Uh, we'd have to find a new place to to hide the business now. You know the deal. The less you know, the less you can tell, or the less trouble you can get into. I wouldn't want you to have to get pinched and you know them sweat it out of you. Uh, and then you know you'll you'll see him turn around and shake his head. He goes, "I guess we'll have to put this in the ladies' room now." And you hear him under his breath. It's not like we get that many ladies. It's not like we get that many ladies here anyway. So it's not like it'll be you know inappropriate for uh, you know us barging in to find the other suites and we'll just keep start shaking his head and kind of walk back. Hey, your secret's safe with me. Don't worry. As he's like walking away, <laughs> he shakes his head more. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the fact that the the New York Vinny is such a popular seller, you hear him mumbling under his breath, <laughs> throw him out in the streets. <laughs> so he he walks back out towards the table and he just kind of like gives a, a you know quick shake of his head, yeah. and then he it, you know wanders back towards you know maybe like the middle. Now the door's locked. Like he he sits down closer to Babe. Okay. Yeah, and and Frederick kind of nods his head, kind of like in a like real hard affirmative. But then when Vinny looks away, he's just kind of like, "Oh, good," you know. I didn't. (laughs) He doesn't. I don't want to have to, you know, do anything. So, (laughs) all right. So you see the the bartender and some of the wait staff who went into the men's room come out. What exactly is this suite, T. Joe? I don't think we ever said. What do we say? What What do we want to say? It is. It's got to be whiskey or rye, or right? I mean, it's got to be like bathtub gin, that kind of shit. You're muted. You're muted again. <laughs> I was thinking more towards like kind of shitty, like moonshine. Like it's not, it's it, it's not the greatest stuff in the world, but it'll it'll get you by. Okay, we'll do that. Was he say if it was mint juleps, and then you know the babe might have turned his nose up a bit. That's a little bit. <laughs> that's a little bit too fancy for him. I don't know, have you ever had a mint julep before? I haven't, no. Yeah. Well, I used when I used to work for the racetrack, Kentucky Derby, it was all they would serve. And oh, that makes just, sense, yeah. It's all right. Anyways, so um <laughs> so the, we'll bring out the rot gut. It goes into the, you know, into the middle of the table. We'll say there's when it comes out, uh, we'll set down the booze, you know, you know, it's, we said it's a bit of moonshine. Maybe there is an old medicinal bottle of whiskey right because you could get prescriptions for whiskey back then yeah, yeah sitting on the table the babe looks around it's not that he's like turning his nose up at it but it looks like there's a bit of disappointment um he sees the bottle of medicinal whiskey and kind of elbows frederick again and says uh i bet you your prescription pads full of those hound dog especially around these times prescribing people whiskey can't believe it he says uh he just kind of giggles and he says um what can I say? It's uh, it's quite popular around here. <laughs> He's kind of like laughs nervously too, because he just kind of like, even though it's this guy's a prominent baseball player or whatever, he's kind of still nervous. Like, like I don't want to, I don't want to give any anything away of like, <laughs> like I'm not the best doctor or you know I'm not you know as below board as I actually am. So he's just kind of nervous. And then you see the the babe kind of look over. I'm I'm guessing the the moonshine's just in like a unlabeled bottle or 
big jug mason jars oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we're in the south and it's moonshine i guess yeah that makes there you go sense. yeah so the babe looks a bit at the um the mason jars not that he's completely dismissive but then he looks back to the the whiskey bottle and looks over to uh frederick and goes yeah i think i i think i would rather drink what's prescribed for me and then higgins will see that um the babe's a bit disappointed. He'll go over and talk to the MC. The MC will come back with a, a couple handfuls of beer. He'll stick them kind of, not in the middle of the table, but he'll put them in the table. So there's maybe like four or five beers there. And uh, as soon as the babe sees that, his eyes light up and he goes out and grabs all the beers and pulls them to himself. <laughs> uh, he looks around and then he feels a bit bad. He looks to Higgins and he looks to Frederick and he's like, okay, well, my minder's here and there's a doctor next to me on my door and he puts one beer back in the middle of the table for everyone else so, um, so everybody starts jumping in and drinking babe stands up holds out the bottle and then you know you see the bartender come by and just do you know pop the pop the bottle the bottle cap off real quick i was standing here and the babe will stick his arm up and make a toast and say to my health to everybody's health and to the world series and he'll chug back a beer here here here, here. <laughs> then he poured himself two fingers worth of whiskey. Yeah, Joby leaning over. Uh, excuse me, can I get a wedge of lemon with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frederick, Frederick is like, it's kind of like doesn't want to drink, but he really wants to drink. So he's like very just like, should I, shouldn't I, whatever. And then he just like is like, I'm here with Babe Ruth. Of course, I'm gonna have a little something. Yeah. So he he takes a little bit of the uh, the the uh, moonshine and throws it into a, a shot glass, and he and he takes about half of it. He doesn't take the whole thing, and then he's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> "Hey, Freddie, you should have wrote yourself a prescription first, huh? It makes it go down a little bit better." <laughs> oh, you're, you're so you're so funny, Vinny. You're so hilarious. So <laughs> he sticks his finger out and he takes a sip of the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess Joe's, oh, Joe's no, moonshine is probably like one finger moonshine, four fingers wa- like tonic water with like a big honking tablespoon of sugar mixed in there. <laughs> Simple syrup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and he's still sipping it at that point. <laughs> everybody's drinking. Everybody's having a good time. Obviously, Vinny's scooted his way back further up to be closer to the babe and where Frederick's sitting. Joe, he, he would. I mean, he would try to talk to him about like he would reminisce about New York, right? Because he's been gone for a little while. Yeah. So, like, you know, for as much as he can, you know, because they're all sort of talking together, he would like. Specifically, talk to him like about New York and baseball and the Yankees and shit like that. So yeah, that's fine. It, it, babe, Babe's having a good time. He's enjoying himself. The locals, I oh, know the locals, the regulars. I'm assuming Joe's kind of just flitting in and out. So he'll sit down and chat for a bit, but he's kind of and he's trying to be the the grandee of managing everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, hopping around, doing that. Frederick. Uh, if he recovers, you know, from his coughing fit, you know, he's he's partaking of the conversation too. the babes, you know, talking to Vinny about New York and all the good places and all the shady characters. Because 
I'm assuming, right? It's Babe Ruth. So it's like the Frank Sinatra thing, the people you hang out with when, especially in New York. So all of a sudden, Babe, you know, they're talking, oh, I know that guy. Holy crap. Yeah. He's always sitting in the front row. You know, this guy. So there's, you know, <laughs> between Vinny and Vinny and Babe, and he, Babe looks, you know, over to Frederick and, you know, bouncing back and forth and, you know, almost kind of like Vinny was doing, you know, Babe's Tom Frederick. Yeah, I twisted my ankle here that one time. And then, you know, I sprained my knee here and shown all his war wounds. Uh, you know, mm. the, the stomach thing that got me now, don't worry, it'll be fine. It was just really hot and humid. And, you know, he's regaling. He's regaling Vinny with New York tales. And he's regaling Frederick with, you know, medical tales back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, meanwhile, is trying to laugh at everything and insert himself into the conversation. And it's not working at all. <laughs> But you say that, right? So you're you're trying to trying to bro it up with all the bros. But yes. also the babe the babe knows that you brought him here and all the stuff in front of him is because of you. So every time you go by and you do that one second laugh too late or yep. you know, the Nathan Nathan Fielder, you know, oh I'm here with all my friends, they're just outside the camera kind of thing. <laughs> you know, the babe sticks his arm around you and pulls you down and you know gives you a hug and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not like the babe's playing, right? He's not acting. He's he's over the moon. He's enjoying himself. He's making sure everyone else around is having a good time. You know, that's why he said he wanted to come. And you guys all kind of know this is this is kind of what you were expecting, right? If Babe Ruth shows up in town, you know, it wasn't like you were going to the library and then, you know, going to the prayer circle. You were expecting this. So I guess to your expectations, it's exactly it's exactly what you were thinking. So everybody's having a good time. And while that's going on, um, a couple of regulars, you know, you see the people moving in and out, grabbing drinks, maybe hopping up to the bar to, you know, obviously there's the moonshine and the whiskey and there's a couple beers. Um, if some of the other guys want something to drink, you know, there's there's the stereotypical bar food to make salty, to make you thirsty, right? There's pretzels and nuts and all kinds of stuff. So they're bringing stuff back. So this goes on for a bit. Vinny notices, you know, one of the local, one of the locals, one of the regulars goes back. Um, all the floorboards in the bathroom are all back down. All the all the sweet tea's been brought out. One of the guys goes back. Babe's telling Vinny about, you know, the some of the new reno, reserva- renovations they were doing to Yankee Stadium. And Vinny, Vinny, Vinny knows who has the contract, and they're they're talking about, you know, who does the cement work, who does the other work. You know, it's all the bidding process. Um, Frederick's, you know, Babe's telling Frederick, you know, about how how much of a hack all the Yankee team doctors are. They don't know their elbow from their knee, all that kind of stuff. Vinny notices. Then another local goes back to the the men's room. Um, Joe kind of looks around and sees a couple empty seats. And about five or ten minutes later, it seems like those guys haven't come back from the men's room. So I guess Vinny probably gets up again then. Like, you know, the one guy leaves, like, whatever. And then the other guy leaves. And then, like, there's not a lot of us in here. And then, like, no, the it's first you guy guys, doesn't come back. And I said it was, like, three regulars. It was, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. a couple of guys. And then, obviously, the wait staff and then, you know, the bartender. Right, right. But your party, you know, there was just, you know, like I said, about three three guys that were in. It's still early in the day, right? So it's after the the, the breakfast rush and maybe right before the lunch rush. And Vinny sees, you know, people looking through the window because it's closed, the closed yeah, sign. And maybe yeah, yeah. some of the some of the curtains have been pulled a bit, make sure they can't see. But 
Um, you know, you, it was getting close to the lunch rush where you're expecting more people, but it was just those three guys that were in there when you first came in. Um, did anybody else notice those guys fucking never came back? Can I roll for that? Yes, you can. What can what the first statement? I guess just the the awareness. Yeah, yeah, it's the brain. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, night, man. I am just not noticing anything these days. Two. (laughs) Okay, so that was a miss by one. No, but something positive. Um, hmm. Do you have anything, Kurt? Or Uh, I got something. If you don't. Uh, yeah, why don't you go up? Okay, so Vinny says, if you guys notice anything of those guys moving back and forth, obviously Frederick says no, but he's also really engrossed with talking to the babe. And then let's say that that's when the babe says, you know, you don't know, Doc, those those team docs are really bad. Half the time I think they're uh, they're working for some of the other teams. I think they're plants in there. They're spies. All of what they recommend me for is really bad. Um, maybe we should talk a bit more. You can give me your opinion on on what they're trying to give me. So he gets more in depth and you know he's more focused talking. Well, he's still drinking, but he's talking to Frederick. And like I said, he's listing down all his ailments and all his um, all his treatments. And he really wants to hear Frederick's opinion on those. Yeah, yeah, and he he definitely he would definitely give him like even though like in the back of his head he's kind of like holy shit I could be you know I could gussy up to him and be his physician and maybe talk my way somewhere or whatever like he's still going to give him his honest opinion because even though he's a below board physician now he's still like he cared before and this is almost kind of like a like oh maybe i could get back to where i was before kind of thing it, you know, you made a mistake. Something happened, but you don't forget how being a doctor, right? So it's not like yeah. you <laughs> you still know that all the stuff that he's asking you, you know, you can you still can go, give good advice. You're just yeah, exactly. Being, and I'm not an asshole. My, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that stuff didn't go out of your head when when that happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Vinny said, did anybody notice anything? Um, Frederick's deep in thought. The friggin' cat is meowing her head off. Um, <laughs> so he he grabs Joe. Then he's like, uh. Hey, uh, hey, 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 Joe, right? That's your name? Uh, yes. Uh, Josephine, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, right. So, uh, could you come with me for a minute? Uh, we want to check, make sure those guys are okay, yeah? Oh, I, I reckon. Why would we end up doing that? Um, you don't want somebody to be hurt on your, on your place, right? Like you got in trouble for that? Uh, I guess that's right. Yeah, we should, uh. We should probably go check that, especially with uh, what's going on right now. I guess we don't want anybody kind of coming in here and checking things out. All right. Yeah, let's get on. So Vinny will go presumably towards the bathroom then to check to see what's going on. I mean, I don't know if there's any other like doors and stuff back there, but you walk into the bar and then it's like a hallway back. Um, You know, obviously the, the ladies rooms on the one side, the gents is on the other further back. Maybe there is. I guess maybe if you go down, that would be kind of down where the kitchen is, right? And then, you know, maybe some storage. But when Vinny was noticing the the regulars going back, it was into the men's room. It wasn't like they okay, were walking. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Again, like a, an awareness to to listen to see if yeah, go ahead. Anything's happening? Well, actually, no, you don't need to. So you don't hear anything um, okay. when you get back. It's 
Okay, so it's it's not all the way closed, but it's it's cracked open more than when you were checking in before. You don't okay. hear anything. There's not anything going on. When when you look in, when you push in, you stick your head in. Uh, we said two of the regulars went back, right? Yep. So two of the regulars are just kind of like passed out on the floor, just just laying there on the floor. Um, is now this normal <laughs> in your place? Because I ain't never seen nobody passed out in the bathroom before. These rapscallions get into the stash again. Ugh. Well, you, I, I, I always tell the MC to move it around every single time, but every once in a while, somebody will find out what's going on. I'm pretty sure they brought everything out. Um, they were they were grabbing everything. I, should we should we drag them out of here? Then I, I don't like Ugh, physical labor. <sighs> All right, I'll get them. I mean, maybe we have Frederick take a look at them because no, now I'm doing something. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll grab him. Um, just let Freddie know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll bring him out. Maybe he could like take a look and make sure that the you know everything's okay. Yeah, I'll actually just step out the door then and go. Ah, part of me, Doctor Feldman. I think. Uh, I think we could use your assistance in here for for a quick minute. I'm sorry. What is what is the problem? Uh, we have some uh, some gentlemen in distress that I believe might need your assistance. Yes, of course. Lead the way. Then he's inside. He's smacking the first, the closest guy in the face. You know, like, <laughs> hey, you all right there, Chief? What what's going on? You all right? Hey, did you hit your head? So, Vinny can tell. Obviously, they're alive. They're <laughs> breathing. They're warm. They're not dead. Uh, so when Joe and Frederick come back, how do how about we have? See, this is where every every system, first aid or medicine. First aid is fixing something. Medicine is understanding something. Right? Is that the easiest way to do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, first aid would be patching somebody up. Medicine yeah. would be like surgery. Yeah, anything more or the knowledge behind it, right? Yeah, it's diagnosis. Okay, because yep. let's have Frederick roll a medicine, and let's have Joe roll an occult. So medicine hey, Doc, is, I don't is know. grace, right? Yes, because so that's would a skip. Be brains. Is it brains? Oh, it's still brains. It could okay. be great. So I, I had so it's listed in the see. book as brains grace because medicine, okay. like if you're doing surgery, would be more of like a grace based thing. So that would be great, but then knowing would be brains. No, it would be the brains. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes sense. Cool. Sorry, I didn't write it down uh, as far as what the skills go with what stats. Yeah, so I yeah, apologize. Yeah. Okay, so well, yeah, I have a good one. one. Yeah, okay. so that would be medicine and occult. Difficulty four. Hey, Doc, I think maybe they drank too much. I don't know. This guy's not, he's not snapping out of it. All right. I rolled a six. Okay. That would be a yes and. And Joe, what did Joe get? See. Ooh, I got a six. Nice. That would be a yes and. So for Frederick, they look like they just kind of fell asleep, right? From your estimation, you know, everybody, I'm assuming you've been drinking, but obviously you haven't been drinking as much as everyone else. Yeah. Um, you've seen the mason jars disappear pretty quickly. The There's been another bottle of medicinal whiskey brought out. So, you know, people have been going through the drink pretty, pretty quick, not quickly, but pretty steadily. Uh, when you were sitting next to Babe, he didn't seem to be any worse for wear. 
other than just what he's, you know, why he's going back to New York. So everybody, but the, the, the a lot of booze has been drunk. So they don't look, you know, there's no, there's no wounds, there's no bruises. So it's not like they got roughed up or anything like that. It does look like they are, you know, they just kind of passed out. What would be an and for that? Hmm. Um, like, I, what, the first thing I was thinking of is like, you know, are they positioned weird? Do they, you know, do is there something off of like the coloration of their skin? You know, like, is there just something just out of the ordinary that I would be like, okay, this obviously is something that's just doesn't quite fit. Like, let's put it this way. So if your assumption is, okay, they look fine. There's no bruises or anything like that on them. If they're just drunk, you wouldn't expect two passed out drunk guys to be, you know, laying perfectly lined up. Right yeah, exactly. Each other kind of, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, because I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why would there be, you know, one guy, okay, I get it, but two guys is like, this is yeah. weird. It's not like they just laid down in the bathroom and, you know, passed out. Normally they'd be hunched over the sink or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. It, does, it does look a bit weird that if they are, you know, if they're drunk and they passed out, they, they look pretty neat and lined up. Yeah. Right, so for Joe... How can how can we play this? So you had an occult role, and that was a yes and. Um, you kind of hear Frederick explain to you know you and Vinny, you know yeah they they don't look like anything happened. They look like they just passed out, but it's a bit weird that they passed out <laughs> perfectly lined up and comfortable, mm. not hunched over, head in the toilet or anything. So you hear that, and. What would be a good and? So you did, you did mm. roll a cult, and you had kind of a, an occulty feel to you, right? So do you have anything mm -hmm. on you? Do you have anything on you of the occult, like a crystal I or? A don't you know what? Yeah, let's say he always. Uh, so he has uh, like his his vest on. It's the pinstripe, blue vest, and it normally they'd have like a pocket watch on a chain. But he actually has like a talisman that he had picked up in some shop that oh. deals with the spiritual. Okay, so let's say when you looked at the two guys passed out, do you have an and or um, you're feeling hmm, a bit of woo woo? You just don't know if yeah. it's wishful well, thinking, yeah, let's right? See, let's because see you're that involved. the uh, let's see. Uh, that he he feels a little bit of a vibration in his pocket in the vest pocket and when he takes it out the talisman just like starts spinning in a circle and he holds it up and he shows Vinny and Frederick and yeah stare the at fuck it. is that <laughs> witchcraft what yeah what uh, the this, He's this a witch. is a uh, is a Perfect. warning it's uh it's supposed to show us exactly uh, protect you from from the evil entities of the other side. What the and hell are you I, even talking about? These guys got drunk, passed out in the bathroom, and now you're all woo woo. Yeah, I I, uh, I do not believe that is what has happened in this particular circumstance, good sir. These devil worshippers, what are they? Can I tell exactly? Is there anything from their position, or are there any markings or anything on them that would give me kind of a hint as to? what has occurred no as, as you heard frederick say there's no there's nothing on them that looked like anything okay. untoward happened mm -hmm. uh so from 
from what you're involved in and what you like, you don't mm-hmm. see any kind of chalk drawings on the floor or right, yeah. you know, <laughs> symbols drawn on the walls or anything. Yeah. It looks like just two dudes passed out, but it just seems very weird that mm-hmm. they passed out the way they did. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, I would have to do some further research as to the uh, the specific uh, reasoning behind this. Perhaps it has to do with the direction that they are pointing, or uh, or the maybe we are on a uh, uh, unbeknownst to me a uh, a, a fault of uh, of spiritual energy that has partaken this uh, this event. Oh shit! I touched that guy. Does that mean I got the the the? Have I got the hex on me now? And he crosses himself. He like holds his hands up. He's like, "You take him out of here, then." I would uh, I would take some extra precautions because I don't know exactly how this is spread. And he'll like turn around to Frederick and give him a wink as well. Oh shit! He like turns on the bathroom faucet, like starts washing his hands. (laughs) Stereotypical Italian praying in Latin. (laughs) And Frederick, Frederick's like. Frederick Frederick says, uh, make sure you're washing your hands for at least 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. God damn it. You have to sing the song, Turns right? Water you have back to sing the hand-washing song. <laughs> Hail Mary, um, full of grace. <laughs> a couple Hail Marys. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Yeah. When Babe had his little spill or whatever, and it was in the paper and stuff like that, did it go into, like, real, a lot of detail? Or was it just like, oh, he just something happened and I re- so I read exactly what did happen. I think right. it was, it was a matter of, and it was, and it is for here. So he was, obviously he'd had an off season of doing typical babe things and they were doing like this barnstorming tour through the South on train. They thought it would drum up a bit of money and a bit of notoriety it really wasn't the best thing. As you know, as they're going through the you know the mountains in this train, it was just a bit too much for the babe. So when he got out of the train, whether he tripped or he was just feeling really bad, it was just one of those, not a blackout, but you know he got lightheaded and kind of fell. So whether it was because he hadn't slept or you know he, you know, is like sweating it off, right? Like when a wrestler tries to cut weight and they do all that crazy shit, it mm-hmm. it wasn't that you know it, it was just. He was getting out of the train. They've been on like a four-hour train ride, bumping through the mountains kind of thing. So from your medical opinion, it was just like, yeah, this big fat guy likes to party, and they were trying to get him back into shape, and then he bounced him around on a train for four hours. So to you, you're like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's not like he was, you know, Charles Atlas, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he just fell down or, you know, had something happen to him. You're actually, let's put it this way, you're surprised that there's – not more maladies that the babe has to put up with. Yeah. Um, coming through the South after all that, and then, you know, passing out or getting lightheaded to you, that, that makes perfect sense. Cause who knows? He might've been frigging drunk then. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you. Right. It might not be, maybe he was just hammered and he, you know, almost fell over. So to you, it doesn't really seem, you know, out of the ordinary. And, you know, when you've seen him, he looks fine. He's been, he's been pounding horseradish and, you know, roast beef sandwiches and, and beer, and he doesn't look any worse for wear. And you, you said, you've read all the stories, you've read the newspapers You're to you. This is like, yeah, this, this makes perfect sense. And he doesn't look like he's, you know, he's doing bad or anything. Okay. Okay. So while you guys are doing that, Vinny's washing his hands and praying 
Frederick's, you know, kind of stroking his chin, looking at the um, the bodies and, you know, mumbling to himself about, you know, the babe. And is, is he really, was that, is that suspicious? You know, that he, that, that thing you, we just, you know, you went through is going through mm-hmm. Ed. Joe standing there with his crystal and it's, it's, it's spinning around. Um, Wiggins, uh, Wiggins, Higgins comes back uh, <laughs> and kind of like pops his head in and says, uh, looks like our two, uh, two friends here had a little bit too much to drink. But we just let them sleep it off. And then you can hear the babe yelling, um, let's go out and need, I need a walk. I need to limber up a bit and make some more room for dinner. You know, dinner follows lunch. And usually dinner places have a lot more to drink, hey? And he's screaming. So screaming or he's shouting to everybody. I always keep saying screaming instead of shouting. <laughs> um, so Higgins will say, why don't we just leave, um, leave our friends here? Uh, Mr. Herndon, I, I'm assuming that, you know, we can leave this in the hands of uh, the MC to uh, to clean up after us. And he kind of looked at the table and it's, you know, just it's oh, not yes. it's not horrendous. Yeah. Right. It's not like yeah. it was a big food fight or anything. But, you know, there's empty mason jars, empty bottles, empty plates everywhere. Um, and, you know, he'll walk over to you and say, you know, he'll pull out some money from his wallet and say, if you could give this to the MC, uh, let him know that uh, the babe really appreciates the hospitality that was that was um, that we were able to partake here, and those roast beef sandwiches were uh, really hit the spot. And Higgins kind of winks at Vinny, and, and Higgins will hand Higgins will hand Joe somebody. You know, make sure you get this over to the the MC and make sure you take care of the 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 rest of the staff that was working today. Oh yes, of course. They are uh, I I will uh ensure you that they are of the utmost uh secrecy when it comes to what happens in the closed doors here. And I will definitely ensure that this money uh that this gratuity makes it into the hands of those who are uh worthy. The food and drink was great and from what you're saying the discretion will be great too. Uh yeah. The babe appreciates it, and then you can hear the babe out starting up another song. Obviously, there's probably no one out there, right? You guys are all back here, so he's singing right. with the he's singing <laughs> with the wait staff and the bartender, yeah. and he's all getting there's them all. They start singing, yeah, and, right, they, yeah. The, and the one regular, yeah, exactly. So they're yeah. all, you know, they all start singing again. And I'll uh, say, but babe, when uh, as as Joe walks back, he'll uh, he'll pocket probably about eighty percent of the money <laughs> and just hand the rest off to the MC. Uh, and while you're walking back, you know, you guys, you guys go in front, Higgins kind of looks back and, you know, the door swings closed behind him. He'll walk up to the bartender and you kind of hear him talking a bit about, you know, it looks like a couple of, uh, a couple of irregulars are sleeping it off in the back. And then you'll see him kind of, he saw, he saw the look in Joe's eyes. Right. And maybe he just took out an extra couple bills and, you know, slid it into the, the vest pocket of the MC. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> he can see, he kind of he can kind of see Joe's vibe, and he, you know, throughout the time he saw the MC's reactions to Joe, so he's assuming something's gonna not filter its way down. Um, and you know, he just asked the bartender, you know, let the guys know when they wake up. The uh, the babe had a great time, and you know, he'll he'll say, "Do you have a couple pieces of paper and a pen?" And he'll go over to the babe while the babe's singing, and um have him just, you know, give a couple autographs on this pieces of paper and he'll hand it back to the bartender and say, you know, make sure when the fellows wake up, they, uh, they get these, uh, the babes, the babes appreciative of the fun he's had here. Hey everybody, before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast, from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you hear and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.